This time on episode 476 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we discuss the 2023 Disney Plus show Secret Invasion, specifically episode 2 Promises and episode 3 Betrayed. I'm Chris Farrell from the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, a wacky weekend morning show, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and the opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. And now it's time for a scheduled debriefing. I'm Agent Michelle. I'm Agent Chris. And I'm producer of the show, Director SP. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Comic Universe fan show discussing the Marvel Cinematic and Marvel Comic Book universes as told on screen by Disney's Marvel Studios. The show is recorded on Saturday, July 8th, 2023, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast saber-wide. Come join our live chat as we record. And if you didn't already catch on to it, we love talking about the Marvels. Because of space vacations. If you want to see what we have planned for our space vacation, head on over to LegendsOfShield.com and see what we've got cooking up. If you want to leave us details about your space vacation, you can do so on our voicemail at 844-THE-BUS-1. It's 844-843-2871. If you want to show us all about your space vacation, you can tag us on Facebook at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. But just make sure to do it after you get back, you know, safety and everything. If Twitter still exists, you can find us at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. YouTube's not going anywhere. And we want to see what you did on your space vacation, especially if you did cool flips. You can tag us over there at Gunna Geek. You can post pictures and give us details about your space vacation on our Discord, gunnageek.com slash Discord. And don't forget that Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the gunnageek.com network, where Stephen John Drew said he would pay for all of us to go on a space vacation, but that might have been a scroll. <laughs> it definitely was a scroll. He's on vacation right now, by the way. He just left yesterday on a week's camping vacation. You know, family in a camper for a week. Oh, yeah. A camper in space? Like space balls? No, no. Yes. Canardia. If you consider Canada space, then I guess, yeah. But they have a lot of open space. Well, a lot more now after all the wildfires. Yep. Unfortunately, Agent Lauren could not be with us today, and I just got back from vacation, which means we're not covering just one, but two episodes of Secret Invasion. Let me ask you this before we go any further, guys. Did you watch them when they came out, or did you binge them together like right before we recorded? I binged them on Wednesday, so when I did show notes. I waited till last night Okay, for both of them very similar to me i couldn't watch them when i was on vacation so i watched one episode thursday night and one episode last night while i was on the elliptical i think it'll be self-evident why i did so on the elliptical but if not we'll get into it later anyway 
So now that we've set the premise of why we're doing two episodes of Secret Invasion, we haven't abandoned it, even though said I didn't want to watch it anymore. But we're going to get into it. You guys ready? Yeah. Tentatively, I guess. Here we go. Secret Invasion Episode 2 Promises premiered on Disney Plus June 28th, 2023. And Episode 3 Betrayed premiered on Disney Plus July 5th, 2023. Michelle, do you have some really short synopsises? According to IMDb Promises, Fury grapples with past and present. Betrayed, Fury uncovers a Rebel Scrawl plot. And really, that's that's basically what happens in those episodes. Go, so I can't fault IMDb for those synopses. So, good question. You know, the studios provide a written description that synopsis that ends up in like TV guides and that sort of stuff. Do you think the writer strike is now hampering even this? It could be. That's something I wasn't thinking about at all. The synopses on. The ones on Wikipedia, though, give like all the plot, and I don't want to take from Wikipedia because who knows. But I just thought that was interesting that those were the synopses for these two episodes. But I, and I couldn't really disagree with them after watching them. Yeah, I can't really disagree either. They're the same synopsis. As, so you go to Disney Plus, and it's the same synopsis that are up there on Disney Plus. So that's what I saw when I was watching them. Like, hmm, okay uncovers a rebel plot are we in star wars now hmm, i don't know anyway let's start with our initial quote unquote because we've already discussed it a little bit impressions michelle i'm gonna let you go first so i started promises after a bit and about 10 minutes in i realized my speed thing was working and i pumped it up to 1.5 speed and I watched both of them that way, and I still understood everything that was happening, and I saved time. This, even more so, felt like it was a movie, and they just arbitrarily cut things after the ending of the first episode. I am watching this as I'm on the elliptical. That'll probably be, in all fairness, it'll probably be how I watch stuff from now on, because I just can't afford to sit down and, and watch stuff. I gotta be active. I gotta, you know, burn the calories. but. If I wasn't on the treadmill, I would have had a hard time keeping my attention. I would have been on my phone, not the treadmill, the elliptical. I would have been on my phone. I would have been looking stuff up. I would, my attention would have been elsewhere. It just doesn't have the gripping, I gotcha moment, at least for me. And I don't know why that is. It might be because they killed off Maria Hill and we weren't signaled that they were going to kill off Maria Hill. We talked about that last episode, that I am not happy with that. One iota, in the intervening two weeks, it's still there that they've killed off Maria Hill. And I, I'm just not okay with it. And then they did some other stuff. I'm like, I, this is not what I signed up for when I started watching Marvel. But, you know, the whole spy thriller thing is supposed to be part of it. It's just not as gripping to me as like a Mission Impossible is. That's like a Jason Bourne movie. Those are gripping. And this is like, okay, we're just going to the next scene. We're going to the next scene. 
And then you have this underlying thing and then it just gets ripped from you. So we'll talk more about it later. But we did want to start talking about that whole timeline thing because we got Maria Hill in season two of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. We've got her at least her face of Coldy Smolders showing up in the Marvels. So, Michelle, what's going on with the timeline? Who the F knows? I have had this problem since the beginning, except Loki. We all know kind of when Loki starts, it's when the Loki variant takes the Tesseract in the timeline, and then boom, that happens, and it happens outside of time. So that's fine. But I've had this issue because if you go back, I'm like, when does Moon Knight happen? Was it during the blip? After the blip? It took us puzzle pieces to figure out it's after the blip. When did Falcon and the Winter Soldier happen? Just how long have things have passed? It seemed that one was a bit closer to like when the blip was after because, you know, Captain Shield and everything was an issue in the museum and everything. But this, they said that, so we knew Fury was up in space. We find out that he's married. I'm not upset by that. It sort of reminds me when they went to the farm and Hawkeye was just like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm married and here are some kids. So for me, Fury all of a sudden going home and being married, I'm just like, okay, whatever. But she's like, you've been gone for years. And when you come to think about it, he's got like that beard going on. And if he's been gone for years, then this whole, they've been abandoned. It's more than 30 years because it's like the blip. That's five. Okay, we can forgive those five years because that's weird. And then apparently he's been up in space four years. Has it been two or three? Another five? Like, is this five years post blip? Like, just... How long has this passed? And I'm not a beard expert, so I don't know if with regular maintenance, just how long it would take to grow that beard. Maybe that can be a clue. I'm not sure. I'll have to ask somebody about the beard because I tend to keep mine. For anybody visual, you can see it. It's about this length and it's rather short. It's like a number two on the clippers, something like that. But... We know that he starts pulling together scrolls to get that secret plan going in 97, which was garbled robot number years ago, because I don't want to think about what how long ago that was. And everything else is just, we know it's years after the blip, but how did we get here? And what is going on with everything? And I know if my wife... If I just left her and went up to space for years and then came back, she would kill me because I left her. She would kill me because I didn't call to say I was coming back. And then she would kill me because I went up to space without her. And so that would not be good on my return. But this whole thing, I feel like I need a timeline to know how much I care about anything that's going on here. Because... It makes a difference. You know, if it's a couple years, then okay, maybe some people are jumping the gun with some of their actions. If it's five or 10 years that Fury was up in space, then hell yeah. He abandoned the scrolls in the entire plan. 
and somebody needs to make something happen. Like we need a baseline here for where we're working from. And it's just not here beyond the fact that it's been years. And that's not very conclusive. As far as the beard goes, you know, I grow one out starting and one October every year, go to one April. By Christmas time, my beard starts to get long enough that I need to trim it back if I haven't done it already. And I've learned just to trim it back. So I'm thinking to get to the length that Fury's got. It would be for me, and it's different from guy to guy, but it would be for me to be about six months. That's what I'm thinking. Six months, maybe maybe nine months, that sort of stuff. So I'm okay with the beard growth because it, it seems to be in the realm of the spear of what he's got going. It's unkempt and everything. But the bigger problem with me with Fury is... We've spent the entirety of phase four going into the, oh, woe is me. Oh, we're blipped. We're not blipped. And people have started moving on. And with Fury, he still hasn't. It's like it's, it's gripping us and it's pulling us back in to the very beginning of phase four. And it's just annoying because <laughs> they said we're moving on and we're not. We're still there. Matter of fact, we're so there that we're doing flashbacks back to 95 and 98 during these episodes into promises of what Fury said at the time and how he used the scrolls. And you got Talos saying, yeah, man, I did that willingly. I did that for you, for us, for everybody. That was a thing that we did. And then Fury gets all upset about it. Quite frankly, I'm pissed about Fury in this entire time because he's acting Way, way out of left field. I mean, I mentioned it last time about Fury not being able to deal with everything, and that was the cause of all of his actions. Well, I mean, get over it, dude. Just like Gravik, he's not being able to deal with the issues of... Really, when you take a look at Gravik, right, who is the chief scroll enemy right now, when you take a look at Gravik, his... Entire motivation stems from the loss of his parents at the hand of the Cree. And he's never gotten over that. So you got two people that's never gotten over what they've been through. Of course, Gravik is decades in the making, and Fury is what, 10 years or something like that. But yeah, it's just two people stuck in their ways and it's, it's two immovable objects. It's not gonna go good. We got we're halfway through this. We got three more episodes. That's it. You were saying this looked like a movie to you. Yes, it's 6.45 minute. I know some are longer, right? But 6.45 minute or so episodes, right? So that's roughly an hour and a half for two episodes. So four and a half hours. So it's a, it's a super guy. It's the, uh, what was his name over in DC? Uh, this, it's the Snyder Cut. This yeah. is the Snyder <laughs> Cut of Secret Invasion. I mean, this is the extended edition of Lord of the Rings with its 12 endings for the last one. Like. It's going to be long, and presumably you can have some stuff that's cut out if you're doing this straight through as a movie because you don't have to have any kind of recap or anything. I have to admit, when they announced Secret Invasion, I thought that was going to be this phase, that it was going to be a longer spy thriller in this movie and that movie. Instead, we're getting Kang, okay, whatever. 
Tallow said that somehow, I guess he wasn't blipped because he had time to go around and get a million scrolls and send them on Earth. I guess that's how he spent the five years. So it seems a lot of scrolls were not blipped. Okay, I think from all of this, that's what I'm concluding. And then also, Talos is the only one I know. It's the only one I care about. Just when Gaia was getting interesting, she's dead. I just don't know anyone enough to be caring about them. Because like you said, SP, Garrick's parents died. Wow, that is such an original thing to do to a character. And for those of you listening, that's sarcasm. Case. It doesn't come out as clear, but it's just, I don't know who to care for. I actually understand their point of view because promises, they were promised a new home. Fury could have slowly introduced the scrolls into the world population. Been like, hey, look, there's aliens. It's just done it a little bit at a time. So the promises were broken. We're getting the refugees as invaders storylines. The politics of this is just so bad. I, okay, there we go. Rant over. From my standpoint, this is feeling like Game of Thrones. We lost Maria Hill. We lost Gaia. Who we're going to lose next? I mean, there was the bad guys that got shot, but they get shot in every spy thriller movie, whatever. Who are we going to lose now? Is Fury going to make it out of this? I don't know. And plus, just because of the shape-shifting nature of the scrolls, we don't really know who is actually dead and who isn't. We know from just meta real-world stuff that Maria Hill's not coming back. Outside of that, though, like in theory, everybody that we talk to could be a scroll and isn't acting in good faith for anything. We're going to do that again. And what about the scroll's healing capability, right? Is Guy really dead? I don't know. Yeah, like, there's that whole thing. Or was that healing thing enhanced well enough because of them turning it into super scrolls with all of that scientific work going on? Let's talk about that for a second. The whole super soldier serum thing, really, again? Is this all that's Marvel magnets and super soldier serum? Because that was the flag smashers. <laughs> I will give them a little bit of a pass on that because flag smasher season got completely screwed up by the pandemic. So, okay, maybe this is their attempt to do what they were trying to do in the first place and try to work some ideas in that they already had done. And I can give them a bit of a pass on getting sucked back into the beginning of the phase because maybe this is like, okay, here's some stuff that wasn't important for everything else you did, but it will be important for the Marvels. So we want it to be done right before the Marvels comes out. But that is really sitting there hoping they know what they're doing. And at some point, even Chris Claremont wrote really bad X-Men comics. Like You can't just sit here forever and say Marvel made this movie, so it's good. I wish I would know more motivations because you got Gravik with his just hatred and he wants to get rid of all of humans. He wants to take over the planet. Really? Are you that jaded that you want to eradicate an entire other race? And 
how the heck did the council just immediately bow to him? Are all the scrolls like this? They're, they're like this little fascism of scrolls that think they're the best and that they should, as we said last time, replacement theory basically is what's going on, which really that is the storyline that you want to take here. Yeah. I mean, okay. So there might not. Okay. Let's say there's 6 billion in the Marvel because people have passed on and everything blip and coming, blah, blah, blah. People would have everything. I know they can pose as anyone, but eventually it's 6 billion to 1 million. I know they want to make the planet radiation. Like they just want to do nuclear stuff all over the place. But yeah, like eventually there's just a million of them. That's enough to just occupy Great Britain. It's, (laughs) it's like, okay. Yeah, an entire planet might be too much for him, but they just don't like Gravik in his clan, don't like it. And the council just flipped so fast. I was like, really? You're getting behind this madman? And granted, they've been on Earth for, what, 25, 30 years, whatever it's been right now. And Fury's promises has not come to pass. So I get that. There's ways to do this without mass genocide. And is this just the simple pandering to an eight-year-old good guys are good and bad guys are bad? Are we there? I mean, that's what the Secret War series in the comics was. It was what's going to sell toys and who are the toys for? But when you look at all of this here in the context of the show, they have a home off in nuclear Russia in otherwise uninhabitable land like they might not have a whole planet and they're buried deep in russia which may or may not be good for them but they've got a spot where they're basically left alone by humans like in some ways they have a home and the promises have been kept just definitely not to the point where everybody was thinking they would be kept yeah they can't show their true form and the I can't remember what it was in the first episode. There was that tomato. Do you guys remember what it was? Uh, My true self or something like that. And they haven't really gone back to that. So it's just been, we're doing this for all of our race. Like, okay, well you're destroying another race, which has not, it's not like humans are a creed. Creed tried to eradicate them. Humans have not. Humans don't even, for the most part, humans don't know about the scrolls yeah so they don't even have a choice it's all been this hand waving of oh humans they just are at war with each other since they were just getting themselves out of the caves and that sort of thing okay which is not false but that doesn't mean that they won't embrace scrolls but apparently they're so afraid of that and then the hand waving over the oh we can't call the avengers now on one hand I think it's hand-waving with Fury, just, I want to do this alone. But on the other hand, okay, I kind of get the rationale of, okay, you throw superheroes in there, and then the scrolls imitate the superheroes, and then the scrolls do something bad, and then everybody hates superheroes, because they don't understand that scrolls are shapeshifters. Okay, kind of get that. But it's just hand-wavy. And Chris, your idea with the whole Marvels, maybe 
that's how it's connected. I don't know what happens in the Marvels. Maybe they finally beat the Kree and then the scrolls are safe to have their home back. Maybe that's what that is. But yeah, the whole humans being at war. It's like, well, chimpanzees fight over territory. Lions fight over territory. My cats here and home fight over territory. Are they also going to kill all the cats and chimpanzees? Because, oh my goodness, they fight over territory. So Talos was talking about dog. He doesn't get the whole dog thing. And, and I don't understand why you would feed somebody or whatever. And there was a back and forth between Fury and Talos who have significant beef with each other at this point, justifiably so, I think. But I was thinking in the back of my mind, well, you know, Talos, there are flurries. They're kind of like dogs. Yeah, and he knew about flurking. Right. And I do clean up my cat's poop. I don't know. That whole conversation was weird. It was a fun weird, but it was weird. Just trying to take Nick Fury into places that I'm not sure entirely fit. Although Nick Fury has always been edgy because, well, the actor. So maybe they're just trying to lean into that and give him some rope so that he could do his thing. You know, the Samuel L. Jackson thing, which the individual performance, Michelle, you pointed this out before the individual performances are fantastic. It's the series of stories that is being put together that I think like the Snyder cut of the justice league movie over on the DC universe. I think if you had given this a cut down to a movie length, The story would have made more sense for what it was. But then again, we haven't seen the final three episodes. Hopefully they tie everything together. We've seen it fall apart in Disney Plus series before. I think we all agree that She-Hulk ended really weirdly. And I just don't want that to happen before. Even WandaVision at the end, it was like, well, but... So Darcy comes in and then leaves and what what's going on. So it's been from the beginning with Disney plus series. Now a name came across the screen as I was looking at it in the credits. And I was like, you know, maybe, maybe, but she wasn't Victoria Alonso is the name that I'm remembering. And she was in charge of most of the animation. I don't think she had that much to do with story but maybe she did and her departure. I don't know if that is the cause of all this from a story perspective or not, but something has to change there in Marvel studios. And I don't know if it's a Disney oversight into, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. The story has to be this way. Or if it's ineptance of uh, the producer and I'll throw Kevin Feige in there as well. Or if it's, Just, we don't know where we want to go. We have all these stories that we want to tell because they're in the comic books and they were really good series in the comic books, but we don't know where we want to go. I think they do kind of, sort of, because they have their big bads all stacked up, right? But I don't know. This is is very frustrating to have to go through. And it's getting to the point, unfortunately, where my blind trust in the Marvel machine is about at the end. Yeah, we have to realize 
Just like with Fast and the Furious being like 20 years old and such, so is this. And eventually, I don't want Marvel stuff to go away, but I don't know. Maybe it needs to have a break or something. And then I have to, I'm sorry to bring this up, but our big bad is Kang and they are waiting for the trial. One of the things that is kind of helping him is the strike because they have to stop production on all of that. So they can wait on the results of his talk about majors trial and everything because there's been a lot of publicity about that. We just haven't talked about it. And I think uh, there's a lot of PR spin going on. So just be careful when you're reading any of the articles out there, because it will be with, there's a lot of money tied up in this. So there's a lot of PR that's being brought to bear. So just be careful when you're reading the headlines, because it might not be indicative of what's actually going on. Exactly. But also, they do have the super built-in safety net there of multiverse and that whole connection with Kang. So they, in theory, can do everything they were going to do anyway and just get a new actor for it. Absolutely. I don't think they can blame it on scrolls either. Just recast. Just like they did with Rhodey. Just recast. Okay. This is what it is now. Get over it. I forget what his we actual... We have precedent for somebody else's different universe self to look different. So yeah. it's already there. You don't need to explain it. I'm just from this universe. Hi. And that's it. Right. I'm taking over now. All right. I have nothing else to say about these episodes. <laughs> Chris, what about that nuclear launch? So here's the thing. I am the baby of the show and I'm only 36, which means during the cold war, when you had people sitting in missile silos ready to press buttons and turn keys. Still do. Which my, which my dad did. I do not... Well, he, he sat in the silo, at least. That's all he's told me about. It was my understanding from everything talking to him that the whole point of having two keys was that they were far enough apart that one person couldn't decide to be a dick and do it all themselves. And meanwhile... We have these two key slots for the person to launch the missile with, and they're maybe four inches apart. <laughs> yeah, all the fun, right? Mm. I, I, I can't disagree. There's nothing more I can say about that. Yeah, you don't have the two keys right next to each other. No. Really, I think that's just showing a, a much greater lack of research into things going on with the show. Like it's such a simple thing. And even if you don't know about that, you should be able to think like, why would you bother to have two keys if one person can do it? Even Kaylee picked up on that. And that's not something we talk about a lot here in our house. Now, the very first thing that I noticed about that whole sub scene was it was obviously a sound stage. They weren't in a boat and they weren't even simulating a boat. You don't have that much space, even on a big missile submarine. You do not have that much space for a launch control console or a CIC or bridge or whatever they want to call it in there. It's just it, it wasn't done great. They did try to get the shot in so it was tight and everything, but it wasn't uh, it was like one scene, right? It or one thread of scenes in the third episode. So I can understand why they didn't want to throw a bunch of money 
into building a sub scene for just those, I don't know, three or four scenes that they had there. So I get that. But just that alone took me out of it. Every other sub movie that's been out there or Navy movie that's out there, it's realistic. That was not realistic. And the keys was just indicative of that, right? And all it takes is just a real simple split screen CGI effect. And you don't know how far apart they are and it's fine. Well, again, with the CGI and Marvel's had a bad track record with that. The last thing I'll say is uh, Fury's wife, right? Uh, what's her name? Sonia, I think. That's Sonia. Vera? So his wife all of a sudden is going to betray him, but they have been apart for a while. And this is the first that we've seen her. So again, yeah, Fury's wife, bad, but what do I care? That's where I am with all this stuff. I hate to be this way because in general, I'm like, oh, this is really cool stuff and everything, but it's just not grabbing me. It's not grabbing me. Now, granted, I've only seen the first episodes of Strange New Worlds season two, but it's not grabbing me anywhere near as well as Strange New Worlds has, right? Even Star Trek Prodigy. I, I saw the first half of that season. It's better than the story that we're getting here. So it's like, Come on, Marvel. You can do better. Tell me I'm wrong. If you're listening to this, go ahead. Catch us on our Discord server. Go at me and tell me I'm all sorts of wrong. Catch me on the various different social medias, the threads, the mastodons, the Twitters. I'm still there. Don't catch me on Facebook because Facebook doesn't like me. So you can catch me all over there and tell me how wrong and how great the series is. I'd really want to hear about it. And uh, I, I think you guys are the same ilk. Ironically enough, the one episode a week I think is helping because I can make myself watch one episode a week, but it, it's a lot harder to tell myself I have to watch six episodes than it is to tell me I have to watch one episode this week. Send your hate mail to Stargate Pioneer at com. Well, Chris... We're going to be watching Secret Evasion episode four next week. Don't have an episode title yet, but in the meantime, what do you got for us? I think we just got to head off to the diner and try to find whoever it is that we're looking for today. I pick Waffle House. Well, thanks everybody for sticking with us here in episodes two and three of Secret Invasion. We know with the writer strike, there is very, very little that's going to be coming out soon. So we appreciate you sticking with us on this. You might uh, hear us go back and review some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes. I don't know. We'll see. Yes. Thank you for listening to us, communicating with us, interacting with us. Again, we have a very active Discord. We have a spoiler channel. You can go to our specific channel and do spoiler and like you can rant and then put it behind a spoiler tag. Whatever you need to do, come on over. You can also go over there, look for a picture of an elephant and see all of my Gwens and Michelle's surprised at how many Gwens I have. You just have to scroll up a little bit to find it. I lost count after 12, like Like 24. 24. Four. Wow. It's impressive. That is impressive. And I imagine I imagine you're going to get more. Oh, of course. 
So I don't know, Chris, if you saw this in our Discord server, but apparently there is some controversy as to some new art for Mary Jane. I did. It's the art is, oh, I don't know. It's it's definitely not as good as the dump truck ass from when Mary Jane was hanging out with Catwoman. Yep. So if you want to see all about that, go to our Discord server at com slash Discord. All right, gang. I'm about out for now. Gotta go watch some Babylon 5. So until next time, I'm Director SP. I'm Agent Michelle. And I'm Agent Chris. See everybody next time. Bye. 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 Looking forward to more Babylon 5. I gotta catch up on Strange New Worlds. Me too. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. Oh, I said there he is, the man, the myth, the legend. Legend of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, we legends. I almost got Prodigy in, but then I can't see the second half of the freaking season. So I bought Star Trek Prodigy on Amazon Prime because I could have all 19 episodes, but they're only allowing you to see the first 10, which is Aww. the same as the Blu-ray. Now, the Blu-ray of the second nine episodes is rumored to be coming out in September, so hopefully I'll be able to see those episodes on Prime, but can't see them until then. So uh, another win for Paramount. So pre-ordering digital product. Apparently, yeah. Even though I apparently, allegedly, and I don't know this because I didn't buy the season on Prime until it was taken off of Paramount, but when the all the episodes were on Paramount Plus, you could see the second half of the episodes. But apparently when they removed the entire season from Paramount, then allegedly, because I have no proof of this, the second half of the season disappeared from Prime. Now, it's still there. It says, you've purchased this. When it becomes available, we'll let you see it. But I can't see it now. So that sucks. So I'm back to my Babylon 5 rewatch. Or watch, since I've never watched it to yeah. begin. Is that what that called? Binge? Or whatever it's called. Yeah. So we're going to make SP watch the Marvel Future Avengers anime, right? Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2023.